You are tuned in to Lightworkers Lounge, tales of having a human experience in a spiritual world. Welcome to another episode of Lightworkers Lounge. It's your host, Stephanie Powers, but today on the podcast, I'm not going to be alone. I am bringing on a guest that I'm really excited to introduce you guys to because not only is this a really great conversation between like minds, connecting the dots between emotions and physical disease in the body, but her work can inspire, heal, and help so many. I couldn't wait to bring her on the show. Have her in our lounge. Before we get into her bio and who she is, she's an Aquarius, by the way, and it'll make so much sense as you listen to the episode. I want to give you guys the housekeeping. Leave a review. Share the show. There is no marketing. I can't promise I won't eventually bring advertisers on the show because this is my job, but I really don't want to. And the way that we can keep our lounge ad-free is simply by leaving a review and sharing the show. That's all I ask. So today's guest is Kate Crawford. She's a certified trauma-informed breathwork practitioner and the founder of Core Breathwork. Throughout her 15-year-long career as a highly empathic physical therapist, she witnessed firsthand the undeniable connection between her clients stuck in pain and chronic illness and their unexpressed emotions. Her signature breath technique, informed by her own healing journey and medical background, profoundly shifts the relationship that her beautifully sensitive clients have with themselves, clearing the held emotional trauma at the root of their discomfort and allowing them to move forward in a life of unapologetic alignment with who they truly are. I had the honor of working with Kate before this recording, and I got to experience what one of her single breath sessions are like. They're called the secret language of the body. It was incredible. I've, embarrassingly enough, I have never done breath work before. I know how important it is. I've watched some Instagram reels about techniques and my own studies at the Institute for Integrative Nutrition. I learned about the vagus nerve and how breathing in through your nose and out through your mouth sends a signal to that nerve to calm down. We are okay. So that was my level of knowledge with breath work. But Kate, I loved how she has like one foot in the Western medicine. She is professionally trained as a physical therapist, but then one foot in the empath, the spiritual, the metaphysical, the emotional side. That is the name of my game. You guys know tales of having a human experience in a spiritual world. So without further ado, here is my interview with Kate Crawford, founder and CEO of Core Breathwork, who is going to teach us and talk to us about all of the things, emotions connected to physical disease in the body. Enjoy. One of the biggest pieces of my journey to creating Lightworkers Lounge was before all of this, I was a holistic health coach and I specialized in helping women heal Hashimoto's thyroid disorder because I healed my own and I was so passionate about it. I really beat the odds. All the doctors and endocrinologists I work with told me, sorry, kid, like this is irreversible. It's going to continuously get worse. It could affect a lot more than just your thyroid later in life sorry, but you need to get your thyroid removed. And at 24, I just thought, no, I'm young. I'm a baby. And long story short, I healed it. I reversed it completely. Zero antibodies. And so I became so passionate about it. Did a whole year of intensive studying Hashimoto's and the thyroid and the hormones. And I really made a connection. And this is chapter three, the final and last chapter of my small book called Thyroid First Aid Kit that I wrote about my journey. And it's the connection between physical dis-ease, disease, and emotions. Mm-hmm. And so, Kate, this is your specialty. How did you get into this? How did I get into this? This is a very good question and one that I think about often. Um, I have always been 
a very emotionally open human. Um, it was, how do I put this in a gentle way? It was the bane of my existence for a very long time. It was really hard for me to be um, very emotionally open uh, to all the things that everyone was experiencing and still try to like connect in with who I was. Um, But professionally, I ended up um, kind of going down the path of traditional rehab, physical therapy, um, and very quickly... I noticed the connection of my clients who were kind of stuck in this chronic pain, dis-ease, discomfort, however you want to dysfunction, like however you want to, whatever feels good for you to call it. Um, it, it was this connection between these very deep unexpressed emotions <laughs> and how they kept staying stuck in this chronic pain while this was simultaneously like playing out in my own life. Um, I have my own history with like, I've talked about this very openly about headaches, um, pelvic floor dysfunction, just like chronic fatigue. Um, and when I started tuning into the emotions behind that in and around that, um, it really changed how I was feeling in my body, but it also really changed like how I was showing up for myself. So mm-hmm. it was kind of a combination of like my own healing journey um, and my experience of working with clients in pain all day long and being like, okay, something's got to give here. Like there's more to this. Um, and I know that this is what it is because I feel it. I can feel their emotions in my body. I feel their pain. I feel their emotions. Um, I, you know, and, and so that's kind of what started this for me. Yeah. I feel that all the time whenever I'm really stressed or if I have some pretty intensive conversations with a loved one or a client or I can get a headache and now I can tell myself, okay, let's go breathe in through the nose, out through the mouth. Mm -hmm. Let's go make sure have we drank water in the past hour, just those small little things. And it can really help with the physical part. Now in my journey with my thyroid disorder, I had no clue in the beginning of it that there was something emotionally or spiritually, energetically connected to it. So when I asked the physician, the endocrinologist, like, I really don't want to get my thyroid removed and be on medication for life. I'm, I'm a baby. I'm young right now. I knew that back then. I said, is there anything I can do with my diet? Can I eat something else? Can I remove something from my diet? And he just looked at me baffled that someone would ask him that question and said, uh, eat more kale, I guess. And he walked right. out. And he walked out. So I was like, okay, he has no clue. Got it. I, I'm on my own, 100% mm-hmm. on my own. And so I went home and just researched. I become obsessed when I get locked in on something. And I figured out gluten was a huge culprit up and coming, mm-hmm. being studied for autoimmunity. So I thought, well, why not? I'll just get rid of my pretzels, stop eating bread or toast in the morning. Let's, let's give it a try. What can it hurt? And within a week, my severe allergies cleared up. Oh, wow. I was con- I was just amazed at what a small change of getting rid of bread products from my life could make. And so that was the first big step. I noticed better skin. I had less bags under my eyes. My eyes weren't so swollen and red all the time. And then I discovered lifestyle, meaning fragrance. I stopped using fragrance in my laundry soap and my lotions, shampoos, et cetera. And I used all natural makeup from then on out. And then I noticed another improvement. I was losing weight. My cycles started to even out. And then towards the end of a year of doing all these small but big lifestyle changes, I went and just for fun, saw a someone who takes a photo of your aura and you can mm-hmm. see your chakras in it. And she takes your photo and then she meets you at a table to discuss it and go over it. And she was like, my friend, your throat chakra is non-existent. I mean, if you take a sharp pencil and just pop on a piece of paper, that's how big your throat chakra is. Where are we not telling the truth? Where are we living a lie? And at the time I was married young to someone I knew was not who I was supposed to be with long-term. I was Mm -hmm. working a corporate job that I had zero interest in. I had essentially just started to live my life backwards based off of what I thought society said was good. This is what you do. You get married and you get a corporate job and you're solid, but that's not for me. And so I was living a lie essentially by not speaking up on what I actually want to do. Mm -hmm. And so 
after that, I was like, oh, I thought getting rid of pretzels was difficult. <laughs> I thought emptying out my entire bathroom was difficult. I got to go tell my then husband that I don't want to be married. I just knew it. I was like, here comes the Super Bowl finale of healing this. And long story short, I left the corporate job. I left mm-hmm. the partner and haven't had issues since with my thyroid. Yeah. And what a beautiful journey of coming back home to you, right? Like to yourself, yeah. which is which is all the the any physical symptom, anything going on in your body, it's just your body inviting you to like come back home to yourself. I love that. It's so beautiful, Stephanie. Thank you for sharing yeah. that. Yeah. Have you heard that a lot of, since autoimmunity is so common nowadays, mm-hmm. that there's connection to it to a lot of people, and it seems to be women, get diagnosed with autoimmunity shortly after something traumatic happens to them? Have you heard yeah. of that? Well, I saw it all the time in physical therapy with some of these like pain syndrome, like the fibromyalgia, um, which, and again, a lot of these pain syndromes are classified under autoimmunity. So like lupus, mm-hmm. um, rheumatoid arthritis, and it would be after a major car accident or a death of a loved one, or what I saw all the time, which was so fascinating to me. And this was honestly when I started really putting the pieces together because it was during the pandemic and I had more time just to like be at work and like think about things other than just like productivity and go, go, go. Um, and the only people we were seeing at that time were post-op hips and knees. Woohoo, super fun. Um, so total knee replacements and total hip replacements because those were the only things that were being done in Canada at that time, surgically. And um, I had five women who had all had right knee replacements after taking care of a lengthy illness of their recently deceased husband. That was one of my questions for you, or what are the most profound connections that you've made between physical issues and emotions? Wow. And I was just like, and I have chills right now just thinking about it because at that time I was just like, oh my gosh, like this is not a coincidence. And you just you look at these women who have just given, right? Like just been in this caregiver role. Uh, and so, so many of us fall into that because I mean, also many of us were here to be helpers and put on this earth to help. And, um, and then something like this happens uh, and then you're wrapped up in the grief and the loss, but you're also the giving and you're doing all the things. And um, it was, it was fascinating to me. Yeah. And you said it was the right knee. Right knee. All the of them right had right knee, knee replacements I, I, after, yeah, having that the, a dying loved one, basically. The right side of the body is the masculine side. And the, have you heard that? Yeah. And so would you imagine that that happened to those women? Because when their male counterparts got sick and they had to tend to them, they really have to step up and be both feminine, but also very masculine. Yeah. I always look at it kind of as like, how is the balance there? Right. So if we look at like the masculine and the giving, you know, I I kind of like look at it as like this caregiving role, right? Like when you're in that role and my family just, we, I lost my dad in March. So I, you know, I've just come out of this in a very real and raw way where everything just kind of like stops and you're just, you go into this like survival mode, literal survivor survival mode with this human that is actively leaving this planet. Right. And, and it's all their emotions and it's your emotions and it is intense. Like it is crazy. And I often tell people like, I would have looked after my dad forever. Like I would have just walked him to the bathroom and I would have done all the things for him forever just to like have him here with me physically. Right. Um, so I understand it on such a different level now that we're talking about it, but it is this way in which, okay, during that time, how is your body communicating to you? What do you need? And like you said, have I had any water today? Have I had any food? You know, it can just be like these little balances at first. It doesn't need to be like the whole big, which inevitably ends up happening. Let's be, let's be honest, but so many things leave, right. As these things leave, it just opens up for more space for things to come in, which is so beautiful. It's the way I like to look at it, but um, yeah, just like this caregiver role and you just become the giver and you give and you give and you give, and then that becomes a narrative and that becomes the identity. 
And then this idea of receiving anything, it's like, well, I'm not worthy of that. That's not who I am. I don't need that. You know what I mean? I'm just responsible for this. This is what I do now. And the physical body dies there. Like that is where the physical body just shuts down. Wow. I'm I'm sorry to hear about your dad. That's still very new that you're moving through. Very new. Yes. This is the first time I've said it without crying. So this is no, I'm proud thank you for of you. holding such a beautiful safe yeah. space for me. Yeah. That's yeah. death is oh, it's something we love to speak about and think about and talk about how I wish death was more celebrated, even though it's like so primally against how we feel. It's yeah. You know. You know what? My dad was like I always call him like the OG spiritual guy. Like this is I grew up with him kind of going through this spiritual awakening back in like the early eighties. Um, and I look back on his life and he was just like ready to go. So we have, um, medical assistance in death here in Canada. So the maid program. Um, so he was diagnosed in November with a brain tumor, inoperable brain tumor. It wasn't cancerous, but right dab in the middle of his forehead, uh, sorry, in, in his brain. Um, and he just, he got worse and he got worse. And he's just like, I am, I'm ready to go. Um, I'm, this is, this is my decision. And it was made very quickly. And it has been like, we all took this journey with him. Um, and it was really beautiful. Like it was, oh my gosh, it was so beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. I His can imagine. Journey. Like it was, it was crazy. It was so quick, but he was just so at peace with it. And it really helped the rest of us just to like accept it. it on this really like soul level, just like accept it, you know, just get rid of the anger and the frustration. And it was there, but we were all just like, okay. Like we all just were in, we were just, I don't even know what the word is. I don't think embodied is the right way, but we were all there with him. Just like, okay, this is okay. Yeah. This is natural. This is painful yet a very primal natural Mm -hmm. part of life. Do you ever look at moments like that and being in the profession you are think, Oh boy, my right knee is going to start hurting or, Oh man, my circulation might be stagnant during this. Do you ever do that for yourself? Um, I have gotten much better at tuning into what's coming up kind of in real time. So, Mm. and this is really what I work with my clients with. So I am, I've gotten so much better at, and it's, it's a, it's a switch in how you're talking to yourself, right? Um, it's a gentler approach to kind of how I'm like moving through every moment in my day to day. So when something's coming in, so I feel something in my physical body, I'm taking the time and I'm slowing down and I'm just asking, okay, what is this about? What do I need to hear right now? What do I need to do? You know, sometimes it's like, what do I need to eat? You know, like I'm just in constant communication in this really most of the time gentle, loving way with my body just to, to unapologetically like listen to it. So I do imagine that it, when I, if, and when I ever stopped doing that, yes, these things would kind of like build up again, but I'm coming from a place where I had chronic unremitting migraines forever. I don't remember a time that I didn't have them. Um, And it really came to a head with me when I was pregnant with my daughter, I had a standing order at the hospital for medication. I couldn't drive. Like it was crazy. Wow. It was crazy. While you were pregnant. Yeah. Yeah. Because <sighs> before then, before I got pregnant with my daughter and she's eight, I don't think I had spent a day in my body. So like I got pregnant and it was just like, whoosh. And I was like, oh my God, like nothing here feels good. Nothing here is safe. Oh, it like it forces you into your body when you're pregnant. It did for me. <laughs> And I was like, oh, wow, this is, this is, this is, I don't know if I like this. I don't know what is going on here. Yeah, I have. So to answer your question, I have gone back to certain times in my life where I have felt really disconnected and dysregulated. And I have, you know, I have looked at it from a metaphysical perspective. Like I've done a deep dive. Yeah. Yeah. Have you heard of the book, Heal Your Body by Louise Hay? Yes, I love that. She's like, of course, sitting next to me. <laughs> but you know, for the I, longest time, I couldn't even read it. Like, I couldn't even, some of the exercises in it, like, 
look in a mirror and tell yourself, I love you. And I was like, that's not going to happen. You know? So I was like, it was such like, I was just like, this is, this is cool. I get this. I totally get this. It makes total sense to me in my brain, but in my body, it's a hard effing new, like not going there. Don't want to be there. Nope. I'm good. Stay up here. Yeah. What do you think the connection between emotions and migraines are? So for me, it was very much connected in with feeling safe in my own body. So headaches, jaw, throat, very much connected to our root, right? So if we're looking at this from a physical perspective, just muscle joint, kind of like physiology. So our pelvic floor, kind of like our base. Yeah. For me, the headaches were very much about like indecisiveness um, and just fear around just being like who I was. Um, and at that time there was a lot of emotional suppression going on. There was a lot of like hanging out in some of these more like secondary emotions. So there was like anxiety, I was diagnosed with an anxiety disorder. Uh, you know, every relationship I had ever been in, every guy was just like, you're too angry for me. Like, I can't deal with it. You're just, you're just a ball of anger. <laughs> And I'm like, okay, I I guess that's what I am. And obviously that's not good. So anger is wrong. Therefore I am wrong, right? Like I made myself wrong about everything. And the more I made myself wrong, the more I had a headache. And it was like all the time. It was crazy. That is, that's anger. I think anger stems from the head. Yeah. Migraines, headaches, unrepressed, Mm -hmm. unreleased, and also Mm -hmm. skin issues, acne, eczema, psoriasis, rosacea, all of that. Yeah. You and I had a session before this recording. It was incredible. I was float that whole weekend after that. Cause I know you said like the energy from this will probably last for a little bit. That whole weekend was just so peaceful. It was like, nobody could touch my bubble, (laughs) call it placebo, call it the breath work, but I was just floating. I just felt like a floating flower on a lily pad. It was beautiful. But during that session, you and I talked about repressed anger and Mm -hmm. I love to bring this up. I'm glad you did because I feel like a lot of women really, Mm -hmm. right? If we keep our emotions to ourselves, we get hypothyroid, hyperthyroid, because we're not speaking how we really feel. And then if we do, what are we? We're a bitch. (laughs) You're such a bitch. It's like damned if we do, damned if we don't. And in our session, I was telling you, like, I feel afraid to release my anger because I don't want to hurt people's feelings. Even if they are so nasty to me, I still see like why they're projecting. And I'm like, oh, they've been hurt so bad. I can't add on to that. You and I are the same person. I am right there with you. I see people as like tiny kids and I'm like, oh my gosh, I I just know how they feel. And I just, but yeah. Yeah. And I go, I can't compound a more anger onto this person because they're already so nasty. They're going to get worse and worse. But then that's compounding energy on myself. It is. And then I have circulation issues. I keep bringing that up, you guys, because that's what we were talking about in my session. I, I've been waking up in the middle of the night with numb hands, numb feet, which it has improved since our session. I will right. say that. I'm happy to hear that. Yeah. Yep. And I'm starting to stretch more too. Cause I am just, I'm tiny. I'm only five foot two. So I'm Me always too. like sitting like this or yeah. cross-legged and I'm like, Oh, I got to stretch. Yeah. I always call myself a little popple. Was that, does that a thing? I don't know. Maybe I'm like really aging myself right now, but then I'm like, no, oh, but here I am. yeah. Um, you and I spoke about that, about anger in the body. Mm-hmm. Yes. So Anger is a super helpful emotion. And I never would have said that, (laughs) you know, probably the, I've, 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 I have gotten really curious about my own anger and my relationship with that emotion, um, over the last two years, but we look at anger and there are, I mean, there are many different ways to express healthy anger. And I think Mm -hmm. it's, it's good to start kind of changing the vocabulary around it. So um, when I started calling it like healthy anger, it was really hard for me to make that wrong, right? Um, But to sit with an emotion of anger was excruciating, excruciating. Like I wanted to crawl out of my skin. I wanted to like, I was like, oh, I totally understand why people will like hurt themselves. I'm like, I just wanted to like, 
scratch. And I just, I could not stand it. Right. Um, but in order to start getting curious with the emotion for you, because I think it shows up for people a little differently, we need to be able to just like sit with it in a really healthy way. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, and, and honestly, and I never looked at it this way before, but it is kind of like how I work with emotions now. It's like, you have to be able to sit with it and listen to what it has to say in order to move through it. Like it's a really big part of moving through the emotional tunnel, um, especially for women who are quote unquote helpers who tend to be a little bit more emotionally open. Um, if we want to kind of look at that from a diagnostic perspective, this is absolutely an issue with women who have been diagnosed with an autoimmune disease Um, A lot of chronic illness, 80% of people on this planet um, with chronic illness are women. All right. So there's a huge emotional component to this, right? We feel very responsible for the well-being of others. Um, We actually have like, it's like a, like I always call it like an energetic burden, but it's like there's a duty and responsibility to like put other people first, right? And just make sure that they're okay. And you do that enough you're going to get really frustrated. You're going to get angry. And the more you suppress that, the more it's going to show up in the body. And it shows up in the body as chronic illness. Um, I talk a lot about it as chronic inflammation. So inflammation and anger have a very similar flavor to them. Um, But yeah, there's, there's so many ways to just start expressing healthy anger. And it's not like throwing it on somebody else but it's just about starting to get curious with it when it comes up. Why is it coming up? Why is it there? How do you feel about it? You know, can you be with the emotion? Cause all the emotion is, is you. So it's not like, look at it as an opportunity to just to be with yourself. Yeah. Yeah. That's how I've worked with, I've worked with a therapist. Many a therapist have had some great ones. And one of them gave me a quote that I just absolutely love. Cause that was a common theme her and I talked about was I said, I don't know how to express my anger. I, I just associate it with hurting feelings. Like there's mm-hmm. no healthy way to tell someone fuck off. <laughs> and she was like, I get it. I get it. But there's fighting ugly and there's fighting fair. Yeah. And I really stirred on this and I thought about it and I took it to my personal relationship and I talked to my partner about it. And I told him like, Hey, if you were to ever say like mean things to me and really express your anger in a low, immature way that hurts, but it doesn't hurt as much as if you were to look at me and say, I'm really disappointed in you. That's expressing anger. And it actually makes me sit and think, Oh, what have I done? And vice versa. If I were to do that to him versus if your partner's just like, well, fuck that screw you. You're a bitch. Yeah. That is just, it puts you on the defensive of like, Oh really? And then you just go back and forth, but to yeah. express anger. And I'm really disappointed in your actions. I am hurt. They really yeah. hurt my feelings. That's healthy. And it gets your point across and you can still express that anger. So I'm yeah. actively working on that. It's not so easy because there's it's some not. people in my No. And there's some people that will always be on the defensive. And I, my little sensitive soul is like, I don't want to sit in a room and just pay, play anger ping pong with someone. No, No. it's such an energy leak. Like it's exhausting. You know what I mean? Um, and I do this off. So I have, my kids are eight and six and I take like a thousand timeouts a day. (laughs) This is how, this is how I express my healthy anger. I, I do the timeouts. My kids don't get many timeouts, but I, I, I time out and I just, I have my coping skills that I do, my mechanisms. Um, and then I come back, but yeah, it's about when I'm back in a regulated place, I can offer to them what I need. And then I know whether they can support what I need or not. And then you can make an informed decision. You know what I mean? Like, I love how with the relationship that I have with my anger, um, cause it still comes all the time. Like I'm still angry about stuff, but it is always, always, always asking me to just set an emotional boundary. Like, what do I need right now? Why am I so frustrated? Right. Um, and I love deciphering that. Like I get really philosophical about my emotions now. Cause it's, I don't just feel like a whole pile of like Ugh, in my body. I'm like, Oh, I'm angry. Oh, I'm feeling like a little excited. Like, what is this about? You know what I mean? 
Um, but yeah, anger is so helpful in boundary setting and what it does to your body is you are offering to yourself in real time, an emotional need that you probably didn't get a whole lot. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? So it's, you're, you're growing. You're also kind of like cultivating this really safe relationship with yourself. Yeah. I love that too. I love love being the observer of my, I love getting triggered, especially on the internet. I'm like, Oh, why does this post make me go? Right. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, totally. What is, where does this stem from? So you still, you're a physical therapist by trade, right? I am. Yep. Yeah. And so you incorporate more of the spiritual, emotional side into it. Now, were you ever afraid that when you branched out and kind of did this, I mean, your business is called Core Breathwork, K-O-R-E mm-hmm. Breathwork mm-hmm. and your logo, the trees and the lungs is so beautiful. I can't wait Thank till they you. see your website. Thank but you. were you ever afraid of what some of your colleagues might say about like, really, Kate, like connecting emotions to a hurt knee, like woo woo. I know. No, look, I, I technically started my business last year, like the beginning of the year. And I, I just, it was such a healing journey for me to do this. Cause it, I would like, I would have never thought I, this is where I would be. Yeah. Right. Like I was always so worried about what other people thought. And I was always so concerned about what I should be doing and how I should be showing up. Um, but like you were talking about with the thyroid, your thyroid, it, it wasn't who I was. Like, my authentic being is so tuned in to how to help people maneuver these energetic and emotional patterns that is at the root of their physical pain. And I love that like my, my beautiful existence in this lifetime went into physical therapy because I geeked out on it. Like I loved, I'm terrible at math. I don't do math. It's on my, I don't list, but like I can figure out what is going on in your physical body. Like I'm so good at connecting it and figuring out like where the root cause of the pain is Um, and to kind of to switch that into the energetic body. It has just been like a game changer for me and how I feel in my own body. So I have to keep coming back to that. There's still, and I haven't had many conversations because I just, I don't need the noise. You know what I mean? Like when I first started a lot of my, colleagues and a lot of, um, like I was going to say kids, we're not kids anymore. (laughs) A lot of the, my friends that we went to school with, they all kind of like followed along and there was a lot of chatter at the beginning, but the more that I put stuff out, the more I kind of lean into the metaphysical and the woo and the spiritual side of things, because the way that I look at it, all that is doing is connecting you with like who you actually are, which is what we all, I think a lot of us are doing that right now. I think there's been like this huge awakening into like stepping into that truth. Um, And the fact that your physical body is just always encouraging you on how to like move into that is just way more beautiful than helping someone get their knee range of motion back, which I'm also love to do, but it's like, it's, that's not the root cause, right? Like let's, Let's really kind of like hone in on, on what your body's actually kind of communicating to you. Asking. So. Oh, I, when I was a holistic health coach, I would spend so many sessions. I mean, people would book long programs with me and I would obviously focus on diet and their lifestyle. That was my plan of action with them. And sometimes I wouldn't get anywhere. I couldn't get their menstrual cycles to come back. I couldn't get their hormones balanced and it would get frustrating and then when they would leave a toxic relationship or a really difficult relationship that had run its course, boop, periods came back, cycles were normal. And yeah. I was like, wait a second here. I just spent yeah. so many hours in the grocery store with you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so this is why I just, the emotional body, the energetic body, it just is kind of like the key to what you need. Um, and if you're kind of like, if you're ready to say goodbye, like, I think, I think people get to a point and this is where I was at. Um, I was like, you know what? My only goal was at the beginning of this, I was like, I just want to feel what calm feels like in my body. I want to feel grounded and I want to understand what my voice is saying. Like, who is that voice? And like, who am I? You know what I mean? And like, that's just where I started. And it's kind of led me here. Yeah. 
Yeah, I feel that. And kudos to you for starting this business and then going through what you did with your father. My gosh, already starting a business alone is so energetically taxing. But to have that come up, do you think in losing your father that it's cracked you open into a whole new level of this practice? Yeah, you know, I just got chills over my whole body because like he, we we were very connected, like not so much on an emotional level when I was younger, because I was a crazy kid. Like I was just, I was insane. But later on in life, um, he was kind of like my person, you know what I mean? Um, and he, he even kind of like reiterated what you're saying. Like there is this level of, of losing that physical connection, losing that physical energy, but still I feel him everywhere. Like I feel that support, um, on an energetic level. And it really has helped me to just trust what I feel, right? Like everything comes back to a feeling and and not just for me who kind of like loves and feels and parents and works in energy. Um, I feel like that's kind of like a newer concept for some people, but like it, it's just, it's, it's like the only thing I can trust, you know, just, it's so easy to trust it because it, it feels good. Like it just feels easy and it feels light. And that is my compass now, right? Like I check in, okay, what feels easy? Well, you can choose just to do what feels easy because what feels easy is what is actually probably in your best interest. You know what I mean? Like, I think there was this whole narrative as he was, especially as he was leaving the, like very actively leaving the planet. And it was fascinating. He was like, okay, I could maybe try to feel better. Right. And there was like this, a couple months where like, he was feeling pretty good. And then he's just like, you know what? I think I'm done here. Like, I think, I think my time on this planet is over. And like, he's, this is, this is exactly how he would speak. <laughs> like, this is my dad's way of communicating, like just very that. honest, um, was not well received with most of my family, but this was our relationship. Like I really, I really kind of connected with what he was saying. And as soon as he said that his body was like, okay, cool, John, like we're out, we're good. You're good. I'm good. And then it was just like such a fast kind of like descent. Um, Wow. But in that release and in that leaving, there has been so much lightness and ease there energetically. Um, Grief has been all consuming for me, but like, fascinating. It just offers to me everything that I need in every moment. It's anyway. Yeah. I won't go too deep into it. Oh no. There has been, there has been easiness and there has been lightness. There has been peace. There has been sleep and fatigue, but not in a depression way. Like I know I'm well-versed in depression. It's not depression. It's just like, like a warm hug, like a warm weighted blanket, just being like sleep now, sleep. process, assimilate this. Mm -hmm. Oh, grief is so, so interesting. It is a beast of an emotion and it really just makes you, you're, when grief is so fresh, you're looking at the world through such an interesting lens of anger, of why me, of Mm -hmm. why is the world still turning and people are laughing and playing and making love and joyful when I just lost my father. It just goes on. I remember leaving the hospital. So he, he passed away in the hospital and I remember leaving and just, you know, the old ladies who played cards were still watching the TV and the nurses were still getting the meds ready. And the, you know, the, the humans in the cafeteria were just getting supper ready. And I was like, okay, life just goes on and I'm just going to walk one foot in front of the other. And we're just going to go out of the hospital now. <laughs> like, it's yeah. Great. Yeah. I remember when I've been through grief, through death, I just look around and I got angry. I was like, why are you guys still happy? Like my world just got turned upside down. Why are you still playing cards? You know? know. Yeah. And then you have to dive deep into that and think, oh, where do we feel unseen? Like people don't care about how you feel. It's always an invitation. Yeah. yeah. For me, it's been this huge again, I think, and I think you and I were talking about this. It's like at every, 
at every growth edge, right? Like at every, and for me, this is an emotional reaction, right? At every emotional growth edge. And that comes up in my business. It comes up as a parent. It just comes up as a human. Um, It's like, oh my gosh, like everything just feels so crazy and so unmanageable, but it's like, okay, right. There's something else that I'm just like moving through here. And this with my dad leaving, and I've had this crazy long, I actually sound normal today, but I've had this like unremitting pneumonia, like it won't go away. It's a whole thing I've done. I've, I, you know, I've tuned into it, but it's just like this, this next level invitation of like how to feel safe in my body. Now that like this physical, like the physical existence of safety for me was my dad. Right. And he's less like, he's here, but he's, he's not here. Right. And so it's like, okay, how do I kind of like tune back in again, you know, and lung. Okay. What do you need? Right. Breath of life. It keeps you alive. It's just, it has been like this unremitting infection and it's like, okay, what do I need to let go of here? What, what needs to go? It's safe to let go. This is what I love about the breath. The exhale is passive. It's a recoiling of a muscle. You can just breathe. You have to literally do no things. The body will just expel that air for you. You're just letting go at every breath. And I keep coming back to that. And I'm like, okay. And it's been a whole, like you said, a whole other level of things that I'm currently working to let go of and move into. And it is scary. Mm-hmm. It is mm-hmm. so scary, but I'm not making the decision from a fearful place. This has always been kind of like the balance for me. Okay. Are you making a decision from a place of fear that feels completely different in my body than making a decision that elicits fear? Yeah. Right. Yeah. My gosh, you're so strong. I can just see it all over your energy. Like you are strong. Is, you have, been, you have a, been through I've some been shit. A work in progress. But I yeah. love I do. I don't love it. I have been like, I, I, I can take my emotions very personally and I can, I can be in victim-y place anxiety for like, I can still spiral, but I am, I am very proud of how far I've come with, with life. With yeah. My life. yeah, truly. Yeah. You are such a gem. And I just, I'm so in touch with my intuition when I look at different people to bring on the show and look at guests. I just get this ping in my gut. That's instant. I don't even need to look at pictures or websites. It's just a feeling. And I haven't had that feeling in quite a while. And then when I saw you, I was like, oh yes, that's the one. And when we had our session before this, just so I could get a feel for your work, it was amazing. Just as I thought, because you're this perfect blend of professionalism. You're so good at what you do and you can tell you are highly educated in it. And then you have this experience that you share just enough of where it's like, Hey, I'm on your level. I may be the leader of this session, but I also understand firsthand how you feel. And I think that's what people are craving in healthcare, be it Western or spiritual. They are craving someone who has more knowledge than they do is professionally trained in something to help them. But also has the ability to say, me too. That's what people want in therapists. I read birth charts all day and they're like, man, I wish my doctor would pull up my birth chart just to take a look and apply it to some of the things. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what you do. It is what I do. I love it. It just, it makes so much sense to me. I just, I really love it. It's completely aligned with like who I am. Yeah. 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 Have you heard of, have you heard of the book, the body keeps the score? Yes. Okay. So, you know, I've (laughs) never read this book. I've never read it. I know all about it because I'll have conversations and, and people be like, Oh, I read this book and I read the books. Like there's a series. It's John Sarno. Is that the one that we're talking about? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And they're like, my back pain is gone. And I'm like, that is fantastic. I love that. Like, I love that. But I'm also like, you know, it, Anyway, it is. <laughs> you know, I was talking with a friend about that book just yesterday, and it's like it's become so popular and kind of mm-hmm. mainstream all over again. But a lot of people admit that it's really high level. It's kind of a difficult book to follow. Okay. And it, essentially, I would just summarize it as the body keeps a score. Yes, exactly. There's some physical disease in the body that could be caused by holding on to emo- migraines. Yeah. 
period issues and fertility. Everybody though, you know, like everyone's energetic pattern is different. It's unique. I don't want to say different. It's unique. It's the word I like to use. Um, And a lot of the work that I do starting out with clients is really understanding what their own unique energy feels like. Like you need to understand what that feels like in order to be able to have some semblance of a baseline, Yeah, you know, and for, and I'm going to say women, because I do feel that women, we, we have this different nervous system, unique nervous system. I'm going to start saying hormones and it's, well, it's hormones. It's more sensitive. We're more open, right? Like, and so there needs to be more care. There needs to be a slowing down. There needs to be a gentler approach, right? I do feel that at a at a soul level, most of us are just, we need easy. We need yep. gentle. And, and what we get is the opposite. And it's not, it's not a cookbook approach to healing, right? Um, and what what was really fascinating for me and what I do and how I start a lot of my work with clients is just okay, what does your own energy feel like? Like when it feels good and when it feels light and when it feels easy, because when we fall into these helper roles, we're taking on that energy. We're taking on so much energy from the world around us. Um, And it's always amazing to me how much shame and guilt there is when we start to like disconnect and just give lovingly give energy back to someone who we feel responsible for. You know, like that's a huge part of, of pain in the body, huge part of pain in the body. Yeah. One of my favorite quotes from our session that you gave me is it's time to be a steward of your energy. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I love that so much. It's been ruminating and stirring in my mind and in every interaction I've had since then, I ask myself, I hear your voice saying, are you being a good steward of your energy right now? Or (laughs) you're in my mind, but it's just so eloquently put. I've even used it in an Instagram caption quoting you. Like, it's just, I think a lot of women, like you said, we need to be stewards of our energy right Mm -hmm. now because we are so, I think men naturally have this ability to put up boundaries or just like men care. They're very sensitive, just like we are, but you know what I mean? Well, they can flip the switch easier, you know, like they're not, they're not connected to the outcome as much, which is beautiful. My gosh. Like, I would, it is what I work at, you know, to, to be able to do that, but in a compassionate, caring, empathetic way, because that's kind of who I am, but it has been taken advantage of my entire life. And that was the expectation. So yeah, it's about, it's about being a steward of your own energy in a way where you're not taking on the energetic burden. You're not really like feeling responsible for what the reaction is going to be to the other party or parties when you're really just putting yourself first and what you need and your body will just be so happy when you start doing that. Like it is, it is a game changer energetically. So when I talk about energy, um, from like, a just a well-being standpoint, like you feel more energized to do the things that you actually want to do. Right. So again, hard, easy, heavy, or light, joyful, flowing, right? Like these two ways of feeling. Um, Sometimes it's just a decision. Yeah. It's just one decision Mm -hmm. away. Absolutely. And -hmm. when I was a health coach, one quote I always use was genes load the gun, lifestyle pulls the trigger. And of course that means, yes, we are susceptible to get specific things. Like my mom had thyroid cancer. And so you would Mm -hmm. imagine, oh yeah, she's susceptible to it. It's not energy. It's just runs in her family. Every woman in my family has had to have her uterus removed from polyps or tumor growths. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe in that quote, but now it makes me wonder if physical issues can be passed down. Can emotional generational patterns be passed down, which manifests? Cause when I think of all the women in my family and apply it, emotionally speaking, the uterus is the womb. It is the ultimate feminine space. And if you're mm-hmm. having growths in there, what are you holding in, holding on to? What are you not letting go? Are you not allowing yourself to be a woman, to be feminine? You know what I mean? And I see that yeah. with all the women getting divorced, all the women being like Ugh, men. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, whoa, there's some emotional, but also physical things. They always go hand in hand. And I'll take it one step further. And I'll say that 
your emotional well-being dictates the physical well-being, right? So we're very quick to put a diagnosis on something in the body. We're very quick to really ruminate and talk about the characteristics and the symptoms and what really what really needs to start happening, excuse me, is we need to start feeling into what the emotion is around just start around the diagnosis, around however you're feeling in your body, right? And oftentimes, a lot of these um, like umbrella terms or they all have the same emotional components. Yeah. 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 So I absolutely passed down. It would be almost wise to encourage people like, okay, if diabetes runs in your family, stop and think about the emotional patterns that are being handed down. Start there. See where you can change your thought process or how you approach relationships, friendships, work. And maybe, just maybe, when you switch that thought process that's generational, your blood sugar balances. Well, if you look at it, right. Yeah, no, no, absolutely. So the way I look at intergenerational patterns, because this comes up a lot with the work that I do and a lot of the energy that I look to clear oftentimes has like this ancestral flavor to it, this intergenerational pattern to it. Um, we, we all have parents who had parents who had parents who had, par- you know, like all the way back. And it's the same emotional pattern that gets passed down. Yep. Yep. Until it someone is. decides, I don't know if this really works for me anymore. I'm going to work to like change that pattern. It ends here. And normally Mm -hmm. some physical issues could end there too. The emotion starts to shift. When you start to shift the energy, the physical body always gets in line. Yeah, it it truly does. And I'm really glad that a lot of people who are professionally trained in Western medicine, I think are starting to kind of peek through the crack of the door and be like, could there be a connection here? Do you feel that? Do you see that? I'm sure you've got colleagues who are also physical therapists. Yeah, I do see that. Um, not, I don't see it so much in like traditional rehab. Um, I'm a huge yeah. fan of osteopathy. I don't know how big that is in the States, but that's great here in Canada. And oftentimes those clinicians and it's covered under insurance and they're absolutely tapping into the emotional side of things. Um, but I remember when I first started out, I was like, I want to do this thing together. And I was like, I had so many conversations with the regulatory PT board here in, in the province that I live in. And as soon as I started talking about emotions, they're like, Oh no, 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 you can't do that. That is outside of the scope of physical therapy. We just do the physical body. And you want to talk about anger. I got so mad and I was just like, okay, look, I'm just going to pivot here. I just have to pivot. And, you know, it was letting go at that time of my license. It was letting go of this whole identity, but I was just like, this is not what I want to be doing right now. Yeah. And I've noticed your birthday is in February. You're an Aquarius. It is. Yes. So I, the word for my Aquarians is disrupt. You guys came here to disrupt systems in a good way, in a good way to say like, Hey, that's not really working or Hey, that means revamped, reinvented. And so I just, I love what you're doing and that you're an Aquarius. I'm like, astrology is something you experience. It truly is. And this is so so perfect aligned with, do you know the rest of your chart? You know what? I, I do, but not like off the top of my, head. Top of head. I yeah. kind of like yeah. go in and then I come out and then I go in and then I come out. So yeah, it's a second language. It's difficult to remember, but so what we did before our recording is we did one of your sessions called the secret language of the body. Oh, I love that. Can you explain what that is? Yes. The secret language of the body. So this is kind of like, um, I have like different tiers in ways to work with me. Um, the, the breath session that you and I did, um, oftentimes clients will come into that with, they've been given a diagnosis or they've been given something that keeps like coming up in the physical body that doesn't seem to go away as much as they try. Um, 
um, from an external perspective. So they've done occupational therapy, they've done physio, they've done massage, they've done all the things. Um, so that single session is really just about starting to understand what the emotional and the energetic pattern is behind the pain. I have a master's degree in physical therapy, so I always end up talking about the physiology. There always ends up being some education there. Um, and then the breath that I do, the breath pattern that um, I've kind of made my own between my own healing journey and my medical background really starts to kind of shift and move the energy where that energy is being stored in the body. Um and that's single session. I have a mini package that kind of like extends that a couple of weeks, just so there's a little bit more one-on-one -on -one support as the energy integrates. Because oftentimes I find um, after a, a breath session, there's just so much stuff that comes up. And oftentimes it's like an increase in the emotion that we haven't really wanted to spend time with. And having one-on-one -on -one support just to be in this vulnerable emotional space is so important. I want people to understand that like they don't have to be on their own to do it because it is scary. No one has told us how to do this. It is different for everybody and getting support around this type of work is the best money you will ever spend truly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it really is the best investment. I feel that and it's breath work, right? We all imagine, mm -hmm. well, I can breathe anytime I want to. I can watch a YouTube on it, but there truly is something so different. And you and I were talking about that too, how some people with epilepsy, when they mm -hmm. do breath work, it can trigger a seizure. Yeah. Just the act of breathing. If that doesn't show how powerful breath work can be with the nervous mm -hmm. system, the vagus nerve, yeah. What do you recommend? More breathing in through the nose, out through the mouth, or mouth breathers? Is there a difference? Can you explain? There that? is a difference. So, breathing in and out through the nose is going to engage our parasympathetic nervous system so that rest digest. So, if you are someone who's going through their day and you're you're up in fight or flight quite a bit and you can regulate, but then you're up again, right? And you're you're quite tense. Um, I would recommend just trying to engage some nice deep breaths in and out through the nose um, or in through the nose and out through the mouth. That's just going to help to tell your body that you are okay and that you are safe. I love an, a more active breath um, when the time is right because you just get so much helpful insights, awarenesses, and it the the active breath in and out through the mouth. So the only difference is it's just increasing oxygen in the body. There's more oxygen that's getting into the body. There's more energy that's getting into the body, which means there's more energy that's going to move out of the body. So that's really yeah. the difference that I tell people. Um, but if you're really looking to shift something and you're you're just like ready, you know, it's not like, oh my God, oh my God, I gotta get rid of this. It's like, I am done with this. I am just done with this. Then the active having a, someone facilitate um, this active breathing is just the best way. And I have tried many ways, but it is just such a beautiful way to not only clear the energy, but then to like understand it and integrate it and stop making it wrong, you know? Yep. I just love it. Yeah. 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 It was like our session was like a deep tissue massage for my lungs. Yes. And my heart, because I remember just, I remember I told you when I woke back up, I was like, I was fighting, falling into full-blown REM sleep. Yeah, and that's so okay. Hard. Yeah. I didn't yeah. want you to be like, Steph, Steph, wake up. But I was so close to just drooling yeah. on my mat. Yeah, no, and that's good. This is what I love about a breathwork session. It's like, whatever happens is what you needed. Yeah. Right. And I give a recording of the session so you can come back to yeah. it. You can breathe as heavy and as actively as you want, or you can use it as a meditation before you fall asleep. Oh, it's your yes. choice, right? Yeah. I love that too, that after you guys do a session with her, one of the secret language of the body sessions, mm -hmm. she emails you the recording. And so your investment is spending one-on-one -on -one time with her. I love how we spoke for like 30 to 45 minutes beforehand. Cause I really felt like you heard me, you held space, you knew me. And so that the breath work would really be tailored to me, but you get the recording to go do it again, as many yeah. times as you want. That's yeah. incredible that you offer that. Yeah, it's great. It's really, it's a lovely addition to your wellness toolbox. Absolutely. Yep. It is. Yep. Yep. And you're in Canada. 
Do you see people in person or do you just do Zoom sessions? I do. I love, um, I have like a few regular clients here. I actually just go to their homes. They have like their own little things set up. Um, and I'll do some in-person, in-person sessions. I've done a few group sessions, but, um, I'm much better at not getting so overwhelmed by a lot of energy. I think I just really like, I just like the one-on-one. I like really giving my time and attention to, to like less energy, if you know what I mean by that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I can feel that in you. Our, our session was so intimate. I truly felt like I have known you for longer than just meeting you. I can see yeah, that. You're I, very gifted yeah. at that. So Thank if you. you guys want to work with Kate, her info will be in the show notes. And your website is Core Breathwork, K-O-R-E. K-O-R-E, yeah, Breathwork. And your yeah. Instagram? It's the same thing. So K-O-R-E underscore Breathwork. Awesome. Kate, thank you so much for hanging out in the lounge and talking to us about the importance of breath work and connecting some physical issues with emotional. Thank you. And for sharing your story. We really appreciate that too. I think a lot of people will resonate and connect with your heart and what this is very therapeutic for me. So thank you all for just listening and holding space for me. It was so lovely. You're so welcome. 